thinking. I was trying to think of what the words were. That's good enough. That was nice. You. you know what I was actually picturing? Like if we if this was a video thing too, we'd have an intro of like watching the sun in a time lapse, like rising, you know, on a beach somewhere in Hawaii. It's kind of like the the chords for uh, what is his name is somewhere over the rainbow. The, the I big knew guy. it yeah. when the guy sings it. Uh, Oh, man. We need to get better at that. We dusted <laughs> off the ukulele and the microphones. We're back. We keep saying that. But we I took, know. Took a long sabbatical. Yes, we did. Uh, we had a long break. We just were on vacation for a I month. I know. I wish you were my teacher, my boss all my <laughs> life, because this was one hell of a winter break. I mean, college, what do you have? Like a, a, you have about like four, three or yeah, four weeks, right? like three or four weeks. This was like about six. What's crazy <laughs> is I was just away. You know, I know we'll get into that in a moment. But when I was traveling, I actually was talking to some kids that were in college the other day, and they still hadn't gone back to school yet. Yeah. What college? Uh, Texas. Texas. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved... The best time was, um, I guess you could say it was senior... Is it senior year of college? I mean, high school where you gra- um, you graduate early like in May mm-hmm. and then you don't start till like... Late sep- August, yeah, September. Yeah, August. So you have like three or four months. Um, but even like college, like college summers were pretty long too. Yeah, they were all- so long and they were so amazing if you take one class. Yeah. I, th- I always thought that high school was harder than college. Yeah, high school was harder than college. And I always wished that I worked harder in high school than I did in college. Because yeah. I graduated with honors in college and like that didn't do crap. Did you graduate with honors from... Um, no. no. I graduated... I mean, it was... I had good grades, but like... What were your you grades? Know, I mean, I think I graduated high school with a 3.3. I mean, it was good. Three point, I, my, I'm not trying to one up. Mine was 3.4. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> of course what it about, was. What about college? Do you oh, feel comfortable saying that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm proud of it. I graduated magna cum laude. So I had a 3.81. Oh. Ah, but you did not have a 3.9. I <laughs> I had for my first two. All right. So I graduated with a 2.9. <laughs> but there's a good story because uh, my first two years I had, it was I was an idiot. Uh, I had like a 2.0. Just, just literally. <laughs> wow. So you of, really raced so that. So come That's junior good. and senior year, I was like, I have to do something with my life later on. <laughs> I just can't sit here and just drink 40s all day for the rest and of my life. And now look at both of us. We don't use our college yeah. degrees. But my <laughs> <laughs> my la- my very last um, uh, semester, I made dean's list. Nice. Boom. I like that with the yeah. <laughs> for the dramatic effect. Screw you, Longwood. <laughs> so what's been going on with you? Um, so I haven't seen you in a while. We literally haven't seen each other, mm-hmm. and so that's why we had to be very careful. It's like we're like dogs when we see each other. We're so excited, and then we're like, like let's, sniffing let's around. Hold it back for a little bit. Oh, I thought you were gonna say because we sniff each other. We sniff each other's butts too. <laughs> um, I. You got to lay off Taco Tuesday, by the way. That was gross. What was Taco Tuesday? Just oh, <laughs> uh, I get it. Womp womp. Well, last joke. night was Wednesday. <laughs> um, no, I had a lot of family in town for Christmas. A lot of family in town for Christmas. I had a lot of family in town for Christmas. <laughs> I.e., if you're listening, family, please <laughs> um, don't come back. <laughs> we, I, I didn't say that. Uh, it was about three weeks I had family in town. All staying here or at your parents? Uh, all, well, all we over, we all live within a mile, a two mile radius. So everybody's <laughs> everywhere. And it's funny, I was telling somebody the hardest thing to do in all of life right now, <laughs> kind of tongue in cheek, is to figure out 
where 13 people want to eat dinner. Yes. And then if you cook from home, what 13 people can eat. It's very difficult. And I found out the one answer to all that is pizza. Oh. Uh, everybody will eat pizza <laughs> and I don't want to eat that all the time. So <laughs> we did pizza like once or twice over the break, but it was just trying to get people to agree on a restaurant or anything like that. I understand. And at the final end and of the, um, of the break, I got food poisoning. Did you really? Yeah. Is that why you look so slim? I, I've been, I've, <laughs> I've been running a little bit more now, but that did help like the first like four or five days after Back to your I goal just weight. didn't eat anything. <laughs> and it's so funny when you get food poisoning, you, I, like I found myself, I won't get like, yeah, I was throwing up. I was just all throw up. It mm-hmm. wasn't the other stuff. So I found like I was throwing up like every 45 minutes. That's terrible. And it was just like, it started off with like, I think I'm really full. So I threw up. And then <laughs> like an hour later, I was You're like, like a 16 year old girl. <laughs> well, I was like, and I've done that before where I've been like really, really full. I'm like, I'm going to be uncomfortable unless I purge a little bit out. <laughs> And so disclaimer don't do that no it's not a good weight loss thing but you know i was just so full and miserable and but then i was like man something's not right and then I had to throw up again oh my and gosh. then i saw all the stuff that came up and then like it was like literally every 45 seconds after how that. long did that not, last? not 45 seconds 45 minutes um i'm getting there um <laughs> so i'm just i'm just like it's one of those like you throw up and then you feel good You're like oh okay glad that's out i'm just gonna lay back down to sleep you know i'm gonna have some water and then you kind of like fall back asleep. And it's like, oh my God, I got to go again. Oh, that's terrible. And, then, and that happened six or seven times that night. And so after about the third or fourth session, now you're just dry heaving, right? Yeah. And it's weird. I don't know what the mechanics of the body is for this. Maybe it's something I should ask somebody. But it's like when you throw up, like when you make that blah uh-huh. feeling, and then like you get, whether it's the bile or whatever it is, like there's nothing left, right? You feel good. But it came back like another like 45 minutes later. I'm like telling myself, I was like, there's nothing left in you. What do you, what do you want me to do? And so I would feel like throw up and then you feel good. And I just remember like literally just kind of like, sitting there by the toilet, like swaying back and forth, oh. like rubbing my arm, just trying to get my, you know, my mind off the terrible feeling. But then also trying to get the urge. Of, I have no problem throwing up like on my eighth time. Like there's nothing left. I don't want to do this. And like, fi- like I'm starting to like, you know, make deals with myself. I'm like, I'm only going to eat watermelon now for the rest of my life. Watermelon. You're like bargaining with yeah, yourself. And watermelon God. and cucumbers. That's all I want to eat for the rest of my life now. And, but it's, I was craving watermelon for some reason. Craving. Well, I you was, were dehydrated. Yeah, I was so dehydrated. And like, I want to drink so much water, but. It, water doesn't taste good. It doesn't. Look, mm-hmm. it does like right after, but then. Once you throw it back up, it's like all warm and it's just kind of like, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was my break. <laughs> this is a nice way to start the podcast. Um, no, but that, that happened towards the end. Um, and you know, the next day I felt, okay, it took me about like two or three days. Like I, I was just throwing up that night, um, but it definitely was food poisoning. And do you know where you got it from? A restaurant it's, or? It's probably one of my favorite restaurants and oh, I don't know. No. Yeah. That's sad. Um, but I, we've been back and I'm just <laughs> muscling through it cause I love it. Um, but um, yeah, and so and we started cooking from home a lot more after that because I just like wanted just really yeah, of course. Money. But um, and then had to make a quick trip over to California towards the end of my three week um, spend with my family. After that, after they all left, I had to go to California for about four or five days, which is good. So I am um, I'm I'm back in the saddle. I'm more relaxed. I'm back in my environment. And you were in San Diego, right? I flew. Yeah, I was in San Diego. Then to I've LA. never been there. I've never been to San Diego, but. I have obviously a lot of friends that live in California or from Southern California Beautiful. and they all say, even the ones that live in Southern California, like my, one of my best friends lives in Santa Monica. She says that San Diego is one of the prettiest places it is. in you know, California. I, I was in Escondido um, and then I went to um, Oceanside and then there's, there's Lucy in the background and <laughs> then I went to... Um, then I just kind of just drove up the coast, but I've been to Encinitas, San Clemente. I, in the next life, not in this life, but my next life, um, I'm going to get a place in San Clemente. Oh, my next life. Oh, huh, next that's life. too not, bad. Not this one. <laughs> I have 
I've moved way too many family down here. So yeah, that's true. Can't you can't leave them, them now. I'm leaving now. So, <laughs> uh, but it's cool. I like to say it's kind of like my Las Vegas. That's the places that I like to visit um, when I uh, just need to get away. So, uh, but there, we were doing some work there. Um, fun thing though is we'll get into this because I know that you want to talk about something cool. Um, I did. Um, I had to go to Pasadena too. So I kind of mm-hmm. like did this like, kind of like whole little little trip. And I ne- I've never done road biking before. What's that? Like you know, like the guys like tight tight skinny oh clothes. like really riding on yeah like a lance armstrong bike right wow uh, with the skinny tires and they go really skinny fast tires, yeah but i wear regular clothes yeah. um you don't wear your tight clothes i didn't wear my tight clothes <laughs> i didn't pack them uh <laughs> but that's so much harder than you think really? and yeah and um and we took a we took a trip from where this guy lived um down towards like by the rose bowl like around the mm-hmm. rose bowl and back it oh wow that's pretty really cool yeah really hilly though but really cool um but i want to talk about my my trip through there once we get to your you know being scared thing so, oh yeah so i am um, um, so what, what are you up to megan so i every, have, everybody out there cares uh, what I we're know, doing everybody cares thanks guys for listening mom and dad um i had a great winter break and new year and whatnot very relaxing but i just got back the other day I was in Telluride, Colorado. My best friend Taylor, he turned 30 years old and he wanted to ring it in with a ski trip. So he actually rented a house in Telluride, Colorado and invited a big group of us to get out there. And it's funny going back to what you were saying about how difficult it is when there's a big group of people and you have to wrangle where they want to go, what they want to do, where they want to eat. There were... Given the day, because we went from a Tuesday to a Sunday, so some people came late, some people left early, we were about 10 to 12 people on any given day. And so going to restaurants, trying to figure out what time to leave, yeah. where everybody wants to meet, can you get a table? Oh my God. It's difficult. You know, it can, and, and you get this in Miami too. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you get okay. this in Miami. Like all these like trendy places, Miami, Colorado, California, they all have tables that are- For two or four people. And they're all just so yep. close mm-hmm, together. Mm-hmm. I want to have like a little space. So you have to wait until, especially when you're in a, a small town like Colorado, then you have to wait for like half the restaurant to yeah. clear out. But it was amazing. It was beautiful. So just a backstory on me. I was born and raised in South Florida. I The most north I've ever lived was Tallahassee, Florida for college. Go Knowles. Um, so I've only seen snow, honestly, a handful oh, of times. I forgot about that. I've only seen snow like four times ever. And I've only seen snow fall from the sky two other times in my entire life. So being out there and being there for so many days when it was actively snowing Were you over like a snow and over, bunny? did you like jump in there? I and was doing an angel? freaking out, like making snowmen, throwing snowballs. We were in a we. <laughs> Every, was so everybody was like, "Okay, enough, right, Megan. No, <laughs> like, no just snowball. take it easy." But it was awesome. So. I was the only person that went on the trip that did not know how to ski. Obviously, I've never skied before. So I signed up for a ski lesson my first full day out there. And everybody else sort of, you know, did their own thing. Everybody else is pretty intermediate to advanced level of skiing. So they all said, yeah, take a lesson on on the first full day. And then, you know, the next couple of days we'll have uh, three more days of full skiing. You sure. guys, you'll just ski with us. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? And obviously, you know, not to sound too narcissistic. I'm in good shape. I was I like, you're kind of like an athlete. Right. You know, like I consider, you pick it up? right. I consider myself to be in good shape. You know, I'm, I'm ready for stuff like this. I have very strong legs. So I took the lesson. And the funny thing is I actually took an adult, never, ever beginner class. That's what it's called. So they teach you as an adult, you know, you have an instructor. It was myself and a couple from the Midwest in their late fifties, early sixties. Awesome. So the ski instructor was awesome. Like, you know, we're practicing and learning on the same little bunny hill that the kids are learning on. Yep. And, you know, I did well because you're basically learning how to ski on a flat road. 
So then we went out on a run. It was like a green, which is the most easy run. Yeah. I did well. It was fine. You learn how to turn yeah, and that's yeah. how you control your speed. So I felt really confident with it. And then starting on the next day when I didn't have classes or anything, I just had my gear. I was going out with my friends. We wanted to start. They're like, all right, we'll put you on a double green because it goes green, yeah. blue and black. And in between each level is double. So they're like, you'll be fine. Double green is nothing. You got this. You got this. Well, I don't got it. Physically, I'm fine. Every day, people were complaining that they were sore, that they right. were tired. I was never tired. I felt the altitude when I was carrying all my gear and sure. walking in my boots, but I never felt like, oh, my calves are sore. Right, I mean, right. I was fine. Mentally, it was a completely different story. Now, were you at least going or were you just like going, falling, going, falling, going, falling? So I would go a bit. And I learned how to turn. So basically, when you're learning how to control your speed, they just teach you when you're going over the slopes. Yeah. Well, uh, the f we were there midweek at first, so there wasn't many yeah. people there. But since we were there on a holiday weekend as well, towards Ugh. the end of the trip, like my last full day there, it was a holiday weekend. So people were everywhere. But Telluride is so remote that it's not even as busy as being in Vail or sure. Breckenridge or something like that. So... I just mentally had a lot of issues with it. There is something about the fact that when you're standing at the top of these slopes and you're looking straight down and you know you're about to go down something so fast, yep. it's very scary. And I would just panic a lot. I cried a few Did times. Really? <laughs> I cried like every day on my first run. And the funny thing was my best friend Taylor, who is amazing, and all of the people that I was with on the trip, if you're listening, I've told you guys a million times, but I love you all so much because everybody was so supportive. They would ski behind me. They would ski and stop and wait for me. And yeah. I'm the person that's so stiff. I don't know what the hell to do with the poles. Are you like wearing like all pink? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no, but I had bright orange ski pants on. That's good. So, yeah, people, could so people could see me yeah. and spot me. And it was just really scary. Now, every day got progressively, every day got progressively easier. But as I would go down these crazy mountains and these crazy runs, I would fall. And getting up is so hard because you don't fall on a flat road, right? You yeah. fall halfway down and your skis, you have to stand up. You have to use the poles, your core. It's exhausting. Yeah. So it was definitely very, very mentally trying. Like every day I was so scared and every day my friends would, would support were you part me. Part of you like kind of like, I just don't want to do it today. Yes, but every day my friends were like, you've got this. You're doing this. We support you. Let's do it. I just want to sit here and eat pizza and drink beer. That's like all. So every day we would take lunch breaks yeah. and everybody would want to have a beer and like eat a big lunch. And I was, you know me, I love to eat. I was so sick with nerves every day that like I could barely eat until the nighttime. It sounds like a really relaxing trip. Yeah, it was not relaxing at all until the nighttime when I was like eating the, you know, stuff from the dispensaries. So on our last full day there, it was Taylor's birthday. And so he wanted to ski to, there's a restaurant on the mountain in Telluride called Bon Vivant. And it's amazing. And it's, even the people that work there have to ski to and from it. That's how remote it is. It's beautiful. So they were like, we really want you to join us for this birthday lunch. It's going to be amazing. We'll all ski together. Don't worry. You can do it. And it's a blue to get there and a double blue to get home. Did you say, can, I, can I just tube there? Please? So I called the restaurant and was like, is there any way? How can I do this? And the guys, of course, everybody's like, it's fine. Don't worry. It's, you've got this. If you know how to practice your turns and you know how to pizza, which is, you know, keeping your yeah. skis in a V, yeah. you'll be fine. So we ski there. I'm like sweating bullets. We're on the chairlift and I'm like crying and my tears inside my goggles are like freezing because <laughs> it's snowing and everybody's like, Megan, you got to get a hold of yourself. If you fall, it's, it was powder because it, it didn't even, yeah, I fell yeah, so yeah, many yeah. times. It didn't even yeah. hurt, you know? 
How long is a run to there? Uh, Okay, so the run there, I mean, it would take a normal, maybe uh, more advanced skier five, eight minutes. Me, it took me about like 15. It always took me like double that. So it wasn't terrible. And I did really well. I did not fall once. So I'm like, wow, man, I'm kicking ass. This is my last day. Like, thanks, everyone. So we go, we have like a cocktail and the restaurant is really, really high up. And so I have like one glass of champagne. That's like having two or three drinks. So I'm like, all right, I'm I'm not going to have any more. One of my girlfriends said, I'll ski back down with you because everybody else wanted to do one more big run like on a black. So my girlfriend Paige is like, I'll ski back with you. This is our last run. We took a wrong turn and we ended up having to go down a double blue, which is one step below a black, which is the most advanced. I, I mean, I would, (laughs) I fell so many times that at one point I just thought, well, shit, can I just take my skis off and walk? But yeah. you can't do that, you know? Yeah. So I definitely, by the time that was my last, last, <laughs> last run, I was so worked that I was... Were you relieved once you were done? I was so incredibly relieved. And I feel terrible saying that because it was an amazing ski vacation, but it was just so intense. And the funny thing is when you're skiing, not only are adults, you know, whizzing by you, but it's the freaking little kids. (laughs) First of all, the kids that learn how to ski don't learn with poles because they say that kids that learn with poles, my instructor said they just become sword fights. So kids that learn how to ski do not learn with poles. So kids are flying down, going over the moguls, which are the bumps, you know, I mean, like they have no fear in the world. And I'm thinking, oh my God, well, first of all, I'm two, three times their age and I am terrified, yeah. like having breakdowns on the mountain. And it's just funny because I was thinking like there's such a difference between doing something like this as an adult where you think, well, maybe yeah. I'm more brave. I have life experience versus no, when you're a kid and you have less experience, when you have less idea of well, what could really happen. You're completely out of your comfort zone. Totally out of yeah. my comfort zone. And as a kid, it seems like very yeah. exciting and adventurous. As an adult, I'm like, well, my God, wh- what would this cost me in insurance if I broke <laughs> something? How the hell would I get home? What would I do? You know, when I, I've only done, I, I've snowboarded, I, but I've been told it's called boarded. Uh, but I'm just going to be, I'm going <laughs> yeah, to be the noob and call it snowboarding still. I snowboarded, I think, for the first time last year. Did the same, like, I was able to pick it up pretty quickly. Because you surf. surf and stuff like that. But I get it. Like I just remember looking down like, oh my God. I gotta go How am I going to get down there? Down there? Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to crawl down on my butt. But there's a couple times where I did get lost. And I was like, I'm taking this thing off. I'm going to walk away. It's so scary. Oh my gosh. And I remember my very last run down. I was so excited. I'm going down. I'm like, I haven't fallen once. It's my first run. I hadn't <laughs> fallen once. I'm just going down. And then I get a little bit too confident. And yep. sure enough, I catch a rail and just That's straight it. on my face. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I actually had something similar too when I was in Pasadena. So I, when I was doing the road bike. Never did a road bike before. Ever. So the traffic is like driving right by you. So, well, here's the deal. Is so before the guy I was with said, you know what? Have you ever ridden in traffic? And I was like, I have a beach cruiser. <laughs> and along the beach, yeah. Does it have tassels hanging off the handles? It doesn't. But you know, it's, it's got the big handles. I, was like, I have a beach cruiser, so I have. But I was like, these little handle things, I don't know how to use. And he's like showing me the gears and stuff. He's like, we're going to take another road. There's not a lot of traffic on to go down to the Rose Bowl. He's like, and then we'll stop for lunch. This sound, all sounds great in my head, right? <laughs> all sounds great in my head. And he's like, and then we'll just come back. And I was like, perfect. And so as soon as I get on riding and I'm like, I think my seat's too high. <laughs> he was looking at me and I was like, I, this is really too high. Were you clipped into the bike? No, because I, okay, I don't thank glide God. into it. But it's like your typical, like th- those little seats that are like this. Right up your butt. And I'm, t- I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> my butt was so sore for like three or four days. So we, uh, 
so so we're starting to pedal and everything and i'm just like it's just really high isn't it and he's like no it's he's like it's it's fine and i'm like oh okay and the whole time thinking I'm like i want to throw up this is just like I, I, it's I'm uncomfortable out of, I'm, out of, I'm out of my comfort zone so we go down i start to get a little bit of the feel like as we're going into like the rose bowl and then um we have some lunch and when we get back and he's like we were late for something and he said all right we got to go through traffic just follow me he's like if you need to stay behind it's fine he's like keep at least five lengths he's like but we got to book it because we have this next appointment that we have to go to and i'm i'm thinking oh sure we're just gonna ride on the sidewalk and it's be fine no we're like literally riding through like downtown pasadena oh my god people opening doors you know back and forth i probably should have had a helmet on I you didn't not, have a helmet I did on i have a helmet on and so i remember <laughs> telling him like we'd stop like at a stoplight and he's like you're doing good you're doing really good and i'm like you know i was like i've swam with sharks before I'd much rather swim with a shark right now than continue to do this. I'm going to throw up. This is awful. He's like, keep it up. You're doing a good job. And But I will say, like as I was going through it, I started to kind of get in the flow mm-hmm, of what they're talking. I was mm-hmm. like, this is kind of cool. This yeah, is kind of cool. yeah. And then part of me would come in like, I'm going to throw up because this is awful. So it's um, it's like that little part of you that every now and then creeps in and reminds you that what you're doing is kind of scary well, or it, dangerous. There was, there was another like... um really big descent before you get the Rose Bowl where if you let off the brakes, like if I, if this was 10 or 15 years ago, I wouldn't use brakes, brakes at all. I would have just went <laughs> taking my chances. But you know, I was like, Oh my God, I'm actually using both brakes. I was like, I'm 33 years old. What am I doing? So yeah, it's, it's, but here, look, look what happened today. Okay. So I thought that was pen on your hand. No. So <laughs> I told I called Gina. I was like, I took a fall today, so I went for my on four, your beast sugars. No, on my on my four. I've run four miles in the morning now, and wow. I'm, I, I'm I'm not bad at it, um, although it's just running. But I was running and like, oh, it's so weird. Like when I run, I don't like to stay like directly in the middle, whether it's the sidewalk or whether it's like the little bike path. Mm-hmm. I always kind of like run along the edge. Okay, and it's probably how I live my life. I live it on the edge. Forever. Oh yeah, and so I'm running and I'm running and there's sea grapes all along like this one right hand side and I'm a minute into my thing. So I'm kind of just getting warmed up. And then all of a sudden it felt like somebody like stuck out a hand and just grabbed my foot. I'd oh caught it. I'd caught a, I caught a, um, uh, a sea grape branch, just literally grabbed like my right foot. And I literally just, it wasn't even a tumble. It was a full on splat, just, just oh straight down. And I had my hand, I had my big phone in my, in my, cause I listened to my, like a podcast. Uh-huh. And so I literally like splat down and my, my, my phone hits like that and my hand hits over here. And right before I hit though, I do remember kind of like lifting, like arching my back is if I didn't, my face would have hit. So I'm like, I know my phone's broke. Sure. Not, no, definitely not broken. The podcast is like still going to my ear. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like looking around. Nobody's around. I finally see like two people ahead of me. So I get up and like my you know, legs all bloody and the people go, walk by there. Like, Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But what's funny is after that, like I was booking it. I had like my best times. Like, really? You just like, want to get it over with. It was just like, wow. No, no, no. It was like, oh, it's terrible. It was like almost like invigorating. It was like, I feel a little pain right now. This is good. Wow. Yeah, okay. But, um, but that, that I actually sucks. thought that was red pen on now, your hand. If you've ever fallen on asphalt or concrete Ouch. on your palm of your hand, that's what that looks like. So Oof. Um, yeah, just got a couple little cuts and yeah, this, the, the sea grape tripped me up. So, but I felt <laughs> but like, but at least like, you continued the run. I was going to ask if maybe you just turned around and it's said, funny, forget like there was no part of me that said, don't, Good. I would say maybe after the first like 10 to 15 seconds, I was making sure that, okay, my ankle's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just got scratches and stuff. I was fine after that. But then I was just, I was booking it. It was cool. <laughs> Um, I can only imagine what somebody would have seen, like this really tall guy. Yeah, the people in front of me falling. saw it. I, I really wish that I had video of it. I would <laughs> love to see it. Could you imagine just, just like driving like your car by and being like, oh my God, like I just fell. <laughs> like, and it wasn't even a tumble. It was just a splat. Like there was no movement at all. 
So that's us getting old and falling. Yeah, so I, te- I, I took a picture and texted you and I was like, I had a fall. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's our intro. That's what we've been up to. Yeah. Um, but now the perfect way to segue is going back to you having food poisoning. Mm. That's actually not that we want to remind everybody of how sick you just were. But a lot of people in the country have been getting sick. They recently. have from, from Chipotle. Which is devastating my boyfriend, by the way, because he loves Chipotle. You know, what, it, what sucks is, you know, there's not a lot of quote unquote good fast food. And they really are the best. And they are trying their best to, you know, non-GMO. They're trying to have the best types of ingredients in there. And, you know, when it comes down to it, cooking at home is always better. But if you're out in the run and you're going to stop somewhere... You know, Chipotle is one of the best places to go. Grass-fed mm-hmm. beef. Or it has been. You know, and, you know, the chicken-free range. It's all really good. So they have a tofu. I don't even really tofu. like tofu. I know, I know. Hear me out. Their tofu is amazing. And I don't even like tofu. tofu. It's amazing. I know, I know. It's kind of like a girly food. It's not girly. It's just not good for you either. <laughs> I know, but it's so good. Well, now it's turning out Chipotle might not be so good for oh, us Oh, so anyways. tell me, what, what do you got, <laughs> Megan? What's your, what's your beat? So here's the crazy thing. I don't know. I'm sure many people have heard, a lot of people love Chipotle. So 2015 was not, was a good and bad year for Chipotle. So in 2015, Chipotle announced that they were going completely non-GMO. And I remember we wrote about it on the Alternative Daily. It was a really big deal. You know, they were completely committed to not only having organic free range ingredients, but completely free of all GMOs. And their stocks went up. I mean, everybody was eating there. I've been actually, uh, I don't really live near one, so I don't eat at one very often. But the last time I ate at one was maybe six, seven months ago. And the line was out the door. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy it's obnoxious, there. But it is obnoxious. <laughs> so here's the crazy thing. It seems like as soon as all of that amazing press, then came all the bad press. And since October, there have been 53 cases of E. coli traced back to Chipotle Chipotle also had people getting sick with norovirus that happened mm. up in Boston mm. and people were getting sick with salmonella outbreaks. So the three basically worst things that you can imagine happening, getting norovirus. I mean, can you imagine norovirus, E. coli and salmonella all happened to Chipotle in 2015, right after they started announcing how amazing. Did, did they have is. any outbreaks of this prior to no, 2015? No, none. They had no outbreaks at all. And the interesting thing is if you ever hear about this stuff in the news, what, have you ever heard of an Arby's or a McDonald's oh or a Burger King? Those <laughs> places don't, I mean, and McDonald's has never had a salmonella outbreak, yeah. you know, and, and I was joking with my boyfriend about this because I said, you know, it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, a Wendy's has never had a, you know, a salmonella or a norovirus outbreak right. or E. coli. And Colin goes, well, that's because it's not real food. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to have real food to have the real illnesses. But the crazy thing is this has really been very, very terrible for Chipotle and a oh, lot yeah. of people are not wanting to eat there. So what they're actually going to do now is on February 8th in a couple yep. of weeks, they're yep. actually going to close the doors of every single location in the country to figure out what's been going on. Because E. coli, salmonella, and norovirus all happened since October. Sure. So that's a very, very short window. That's three months of time yeah. where all these terrible things have happened in different parts of the country from what was supposed to be the best, healthiest fast food joint. Yeah, it's... um. I think they're they're being responsible about it. Well, um, they have to be. You know, it's they're just not turning a blind eye to it and just saying, "Oh, you know, it's a, you know, it's just 
Yeah, this just happens. Um, there is obviously a chance that it is, you know, completely random happenstance. Um, but, but it's funny <laughs> is, is we ran this article this week about them closing and th- there were so many comments on there about yeah. how it was, um, there actually could be a conspiracy mm-hmm. meaning. So after, you know, they've had such a good year, um, you know, they're going non GMO. It's all these good things. And they're, you know, they, they are people that are, you know, at, flying waving that flag for you know good food and you know some people are actually thinking that you know that the bioterrorism bioterrorism how funny is that it sounds like like a matt damon movie or something yeah which if if it's (laughs) true then that's i guess what it would be but um you know there are definitely there's a contingent of folks out there that think that um there is people whether it's planting these viruses Mm -hmm. or planting these, these these bacteria in there and getting people sick which you know, we don't we don't cater a lot to conspiracy theories, but it's one of those things where it's what else could you no? Know, I don't want to say what else could explain it because there definitely could be a whole bunch of different random happenstance. But I don't think it's something you can actually rule out. So the interesting thing is there has been a lot of news articles about this written on a number of different websites, and the thing that people are saying is one it's kind of fishy that all of these things would happen across the country at the one place that of course is denouncing GMOs. So the other thing that's kind of weird about it is the E. coli outbreaks actually involved a rare genetic strain of E. coli that's not normally seen in food. Mm. So it's not just, I mean, I don't know the different strains of E. coli, but it's kind of interesting that this rare one that seems, but then is that maybe a result of the fact that is it a rare, you know, E. coli? Because the food is bad. I mean, it's it's a very. Where do you weird... go to get E. E. coli if you're going to plant it somewhere? It's, right. So, the, this is the Your thing. So they I were mean, saying that the the bioterrorism is from government actually deliberately contaminating Chipotle's food in a malicious attempt to destroy the reputation and the finances of Chipotle. And there's these articles that have also been saying that this is not the first time this has been done. Some of the comments that I read on our site and um, on some of the other sites were talking about the fact that, you know, oh, bioterrorism has been around for a long time. There was a a comment on one of the articles listing the fact that there was um, somebody wrote that they had a they lived near a farm. Here it is on our website. Somebody wrote that they lived um, near a, a respected family that had supplied Ohio with fresh vegetables and non-caged animal meat and that it was raided by the FDA. And it says that the mother and the young children were held at full SWAT team gunpoint and they were calling them uh, these thugs that, you know, it's just, it's very interesting. I mean, that story has not been, um, you know, verified. (laughs) No, No, but it's just, it's very interesting because, you know, we don't want to think conspiracy, but I mean, I wouldn't know how they would get into... I mean, again, if you think like this is the kind of thing that you would see in Hollywood, is it like a backdoor thing where like I picture the guys in the black suit like coming to the person behind yeah. the alley of Chipotle, like handing them an envelope with like E. coli in it? Right. You know, that's yeah, just me getting the, like very movie. The, I don't know if it's... I don't know. I just... I, my gut feeling says it's not necessarily a government thing. If it is somebody that's planning, I don't know if it's somebody from the government. It could be somebody from... I mean, it's very random. It's happening in different areas yeah. around the country. Which the norovirus... If you're going to do it, if you're going to plan it in different places, they're doing it the right They're way. doing it very well. The interesting thing is the norovirus, I remember hearing about, it happened in, in Boston, and they were able to trace it back to an individual that came to work and was very sick, which is totally disgusting. I mean, you think about working in an office and well, your cubicle mate is like sniffling. That would drive me crazy. Well, that's 
necessarily imagine. his. That's not necessarily no, of course not. his fault, but of course yeah. not. It's the it's the fault of the employee that shouldn't go to work when you have the freaking norovirus. But maybe it was dormant and he didn't. Unless know. it was somebody who wanted to get you know them sick, met you know little Jimmy and you know, right? put their hands all over him. And who you know, knows? Oh man. So what do you think about what? Do you think it's a conspiracy? It, I. Th- I'm not really a conspiracy person. Sure. So I just, I would almost think more than that. Is it something that's being traced back? Maybe Chipotle suppliers of these foods. Maybe that. Yeah, maybe I mean, the problem is like when you from po- there. When, if it is like if if somebody did bioterrorism, if 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 this was um, deliberate, I guess you could say if this is deliberate, it'd be so hard to, to trace because when you poison a well, right? It's mm-hmm. it's so hard to trace back to where to where that came from. Um, I, I think that they are doing the absolute right things. Uh, I think they're making everybody aware of what's going on, which Absolutely. is good. And it's definitely, it's, it's, it's hurting sales. I mean, it's, you know, people are like, uh, I mean, I certainly don't want to eat it one right now. Um, yeah, th- take, take your chances, right? How many people, how, do you know how many people got sick? They said 53 cases of E. coli 53. and it was undocumented with the amount of norovirus and salmonella. Oh, wow. Okay. But that's a lot of E. coli. That is. Um, you know, I, I do think that it happens to be, um, I, I think something that needs to be considered is, you know, with the record year that they had, with everything that they were doing, um, all this happening at once, I, I definitely think it should raise an eyebrow and should be looked into. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not quick to say absolutely yes or absolutely no because I just don't have the data in front of me, but I think that... I think they could, they should launch maybe an investigation into it. These articles were calling for... You know, encouraging Chipotle to launch an FBI investigation into it. I don't think that there'd be anything wrong with that. I think no. that, that would be. Can you imagine them like fingerprinting? Oh, <laughs> fingerprinting the free where they chicken. make the, the chicken. Oh yeah. man, those poor chefs that are sitting there making it. Um, but I, I think they'll be fine. I think that it know, doesn't scare you from eating it. One, obviously then, not. You ate at a restaurant that you, you know, think gave you food poisoning. You're gonna get it anywhere. Yeah, you that's can true. really get it anywhere. And so, you know, obviously, I've been eating at home a lot more now since I got sick. Um, and I, not to say that you can't even get it from at home because you can, whether it's think about how is. many products this year have been recalled for listeria. Yeah. Remember, wasn't it a vegetable like broccoli or something well, that it has listeria? It seems like it's like every year there's like a listeria in spinach or there's uh-huh. listeria spinach in lettuce and stuff like that. So, um, I get romaine, so I know that. It, <laughs> so we're good. So it's we're good. Elitist. It's never going to happen in, <laughs> in romaine. Um, no, I, there's a chance, I mean, there's a chance of getting sick in anything you do. You go to pump the gas, you know, at some, yeah. some idiot, you know, that was wiping their face could have easily put it on there and you, know, you get it from there. But, um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to, to, to make my final verdict on it. Uh, but you're not ready it, to give up the barbacoa bowl yet. The what? The barbacoa. What is that? That's the, the beef, like the oh, barbacoa oh, 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 beef oh. that's so popular. <laughs> you clearly don't eat it one. <laughs> I've, I've had a few burritos from there. I will tell you what, eating a burrito from there because is because it is sourced good sourced food you don't feel bad after you don't feel yeah, bad you feel after. good after no, but those things are like massive they're like this little i love it oh my god they are good um so i'm not ready to, i'm not ready to give my verdict on whether or not it is um, bioterrorism or not <laughs> um i actually like i the, love that word i like the word deliberate actually more um but yeah i'd eat it again soon too i think that they're i think they're doing i think that they're doing all the right things mm-hmm. now um it's like one of those things where actually right now might be one of the best times to go eat there because I'm sure they're so safe and clean they're so right safe now. and clean, yeah, right? That's it's just true. kind of like the same thing as when you go to the when you go to the airport, if you really have to go to the bathroom, if you have to do number two, which <laughs> one do you go to? Which, which so you have ten in a row, which one do you go to? In the airport? Yeah. What do you mean? When you walk in, you have to go number two in the airport. I try to go before I leave. If you have to, <laughs> if you absolutely have to. 
Well, here's the thing is everybody always goes to like you go the 10th one, the farther yeah, one, no, right? Yeah, no, you go to the first one. You go to the first one because yeah. nobody ever wants to go there. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to see their feet dangling and everything. So that's always <laughs> the, I don't know how I'm drawing the parallel. That must be Chipotle. a guy thing because when a woman stall, you're all, your feet are always going to be there. What do you mean? You're always going to see your feet. From oh, the, that's right because you guys don't. You right. Don't, <laughs> we, we don't stand. We always sit or squat. So, anyways, so, so what I was trying to say <laughs> was, you know, there's always that, you know, it's I, they're taking the extra precautions now. Um, and I think it might actually be safer to eat now than it was back then. Um, but you obviously have to be careful. And it's, it happens where I thought you were going to say with airports that because I, I mean, I don't want to be saying this, you know, and this is just my opinion. But I'm of the opinion that on major holidays, it's one of the safest days to fly because that's when everybody thinks something terrible might happen. And those are the days where they're even more alert. Oh, okay. see, I thought that's where you're going to go with it. Okay. Not like the pooping in a bathroom. <laughs> that's where it always comes you're back to. You're such a to. guy. <laughs> or think about this. Here's another thing. is after you get sick, like one of those days, like the first day back after being sick, mm-hmm. even when you feel good, like your, your, your immune system is really strong. You're not going to catch that same strain. Yeah, so it's kind true. of like, it's the safest time. Um, do you see what I'm trying to say here? <laughs> I see where you're Whatever. going with this. Whatever. Oh, but that's not the only crisis no. happening. This is this actually right terrible. Now. And interestingly enough, this next topic that we're going to, I've been following this for quite some time so educate it's been going me on. and the readers on flint so flint michigan so right now flint michigan is in a federal state of emergency the governor of michigan rick snyder and president obama have both declared a state of emergency for flint michigan so for those of you who are not familiar with what's going on in about april of 2014 flint michigan which was always getting their water from Lake Huron, H-U-R-O-N. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Lake Huron. That's right. They needed to replace and fix some of the pipes in Lake Huron. So as a cost-cutting move, the city, because of course we know, you know, Michigan and Detroit not doing, you know, financially the best. As a cost-cutting move, the city in 2014 began taking water from the Flint River. And this is like for your tap, for your showers, all of that. Before, it was always being used by Lake Huron, and it was being treated by the Detroit Water and Sewage Department. So the State Department of Environmental Quality now has come out and said that it actually failed, and it did not check the different tests that they needed to to make sure that the Flint water was safe, the water coming from the Flint River. As a result of this, here's what's been going on, and this is really, really terrible. Since April 2014, people have been exposed to lead. Not just in drinking water, but think about boiling pasta, making coffee, taking showers. Lead is very bad. There is absolutely no amount of lead that is safe for the body. It's not like one of those things like, well, you have a little bit of lead in you. It's okay. It's really, really, really bad. And the worst thing is for children. It actually leads to developmental and brain delays for children especially. And according to a census... Since April 2014, that's an estimated over 8,600 children that have been contaminated with lead. Do we know where the lead came from? The lead, the lead is just located in this water. In they this don't water. really know why. They just compared it. They actually compared the water contamination in Flint, Michigan, compared to that of the Detroit water, which was the original place where Flint was getting their purified water. And it's just one of those things that it could be from anywhere. I mean, it could be chemicals. It could be the fact that there's factory. You know, obviously there's a big so automotive it, thing in Detroit. Is it not getting cleaned? It was it is it so the test. So the way it was being filtered through, they weren't testing for that. They weren't doing all of the regulations and such. The problem is, and this has been going on for a long time because this has been going on even 
2015, last year, I remember hearing about this on the news where the governor was saying, you know, we need the help of FEMA and Homeland Security. The water is not safe. They were encouraging people. It started off with a boil water advisory and it slowly went down to people needed to just be drinking bottled water. And it actually wasn't until in like a couple months after all that was happening that the governor, Snyder, actually said, you know what? We actually need to make this a serious problem. The thing is, people weren't really paying attention to it. You know, it's very interesting. This is just like as an aside for a moment. I always find it very interesting how as a a culture, or I'm just speaking in like Americans, for example, when we hear about things that happen outside of our country, most people like want to jump into action. Yeah. But in my opinion, most of the time when we hear about things that are happening just a state or two away from us, we don't really take it as seriously because it's almost like we assume that, well, we're Americans, maybe we have more access to things. And that's the crazy thing is people were not paying attention to this. And back in October, the state did help switch back the water supply. Yeah. The problem is it's not enough. And a lot of people are still getting this infected water. And it's such a terrible issue that now FEMA and Homeland Security have come in. And just the other day, they said that they would give $5 million in aid, but that's only going to help for the next 90 days. Right. And if you're paying attention to any of the political you know, debates and things that are going on, Hillary Clinton has actually started talking about this on her platform. Just recently when there was the debate, you know, the other day, she made a comment that said, if, and I'm quote, I'm like loosely quoting here, she said, if the rich white kids of Detroit had been affected by this water crisis, we as Americans would have stepped up a lot sooner than we are now. Interesting. That's that's not my opinion. That's what she said. Now, Obama has obviously stepped in and said that it's a state of emergency and the president has actually authorized FEMA to coordinate responses and cover 75% of the costs for the water, the filters, the cartridges and everything. But the problem is if you've already got this lead poisoning in you or these kids, I mean... Think, I mean, I don't even want to put your you in an example like this, but imagine like how you would feel now thinking, well, shit, for yeah. almost two years now, I've been bathing my daughter in this. I've been making That's food. Awful. It's terrible. It's awful. Um, and so I want to... Uh, I want to say something about that is see that thing that's right in there yeah the berkey water mm-hmm. filter when i literally like when people come to visit me i've literally had people say well what's wrong with the regular tap water right what's wrong with you know does it taste better you know why you know why do you do that why do you why do you why do you feel the need to you know put the water purifier on there you know i, I think it might taste a little bit better whatever but that's not the reason why I don't necessarily trust what other people put in my water. Absolutely. And so anything, whether I drink, and again, I'm. This is not me getting on my 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 uh, whatever you want to call it. What do you call that? Thing? High horse. High horse. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Soapbox. Soapbox. That's it. <laughs> I'm just saying is what what I'm bringing back to is I have that my water goes through there. Anything that I give to Noah goes through there. Everything goes not mm-hmm. not our bath water. So that's obviously we could be. That would take to a there. long time. Take a long time. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you can't always trust what you're literally ingesting mm-hmm. right you know Absolutely. you're talking about the chipotle thing you talk about this and especially you know when it comes to government having their hands on everything you can't always trust that it's getting through absolutely uh, and it's and this is just absolutely it's terrible horrible. and the sad thing about it is now people are starting to step up because for a long time 
the president did not want to declare a state of emergency. And even the governor of Michigan wasn't necessarily listening to the people of Flint. And what's crazy is in the past week or so, both the governor and the president have come out and used the words, we've failed you. And just the other day, there was the state of the state address by the governor. And so he actually pledged to look into this and to fix this. That's why there's going to be the $5 million in aid right now. But that's not enough. Of course it's not enough. Hillary Clinton has... um, I guess, for lack of a better word, donated a couple members of her platform and her campaign to looking into this and helping this. And the thing is, that's really sad, is it's going to take at least $1.5 billion to replace the pipes needed so that they can now get the water from the Detroit River like they were doing. Do you know the population? I don't know. All I know is what the census data said about the children in Flint, which was over 8,600. So it's just one of those things where it's it's really, to me, I find it so interesting that, did you find it? Uh, <clears throat> 2013, 100,000 people. That's terrible. 100,000 people. And the sad thing about this that I can't stop thinking about is the fact that this isn't something that once the pipes are fixed, it's just going to go away. No, they've already been exposed. They've to already it. been exposed to it. So what does this mean for the children, for even the adults? I mean, it's not like it's okay if you're an adult. Think about the elderly people, people right. with compromised immune systems. But they do say that it affects children the most, especially as their brains and bodies are being developed. Yeah, especially as they're going to need medical needs. Who covers who that? Who covers that? You know, well, I guess taxpayers? Uh, <laughs> It's, it's. I guess it depends on who gets elected. It's completely unfortunate. The government should turn a blind eye to it. They need to stay on top of it. Um, but again, you know, just for everybody listening, it's like that's why you can't. That's why you just can't always trust what. No matter where you live. Whether it's going on your body, what's going in your ears, when I like what you're listening to, mm-hmm. what people tell you, you usually really have to make your own decisions. And you know, if, if people give you a hard time for whether it's having a, a water filter or if they give you a hard time for eating healthier. Or, or not listening to whatever he's saying, you know, it's you got to make your own best uh, decisions. And that's just, that's just really unfortunate. Yeah, it is. So I'm sure we'll be talking about this more coming up because this is not going away anytime soon. No. Speaking of things that are coming up. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you know, like he, that segue, <laughs> you know, here actually we, here we should, before we get into that, um, I, you know what, I was thinking about doing a giveaway. I, you know what, I just didn't have anything planned, but I think we should actually give away some Berkey water filters. That's a great a idea. Thing. Um, and then I will actually see about if there's any way we can do, donate some to up there. I will hundred percent look into that and keep everybody up. Yeah. I'm surprised actually that there hasn't been any sort of news or articles about there. Again, this is why I feel like sometimes we turn a blind eye to things that are happening to our neighbors, but, yeah. and I'm not saying that, you know, it's, it's less terrible what's going on, you know, across the globe from us, but I do sometimes find it interesting that people are so willing to help out yeah. other places, but then you hear about something that's happening in Michigan yeah. and you're like, Oh, well, okay. Well, what's going on across the world? Yeah. We'll definitely look into see what we can, if there's anything that we can do, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, getting, I'm sure that, I'm sure that there's been a lot of, um, not to say that we're backing off because a lot of people have been, you know, helping to donate and stuff, but we will do our due diligence to see if there's Absolutely. anything that we can do. Um, but then also to help you guys out too, um, you know, we'll send you a Berkey water f- filter. I'll give away five of them. Whoa. Uh, we'll give away five. Yeah, we'll give away five. And I need to start making up fake email addresses. Uh, and uh, all you have to do is just email us sale, not sales at the alternative. Well, sales, no, 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 no. I don't no, know why no. that came up. Um, sales at the alternative daily, if that's for advertising. Um, <laughs> yeah. Email us at podcast at the alternative daily.com. 
And uh, so that's it, podcast at thealternativedaily.com. Yeah. Yes. And this is for the week. And I, I, I should be doing this too. This is for the week of what is today's date? Today's the 21st. 20, uh, January 21st. So this is like the 21st through the 28th. So if you okay. listen to this, like if you're listening to this, you know, in July of 2016, Sorry. it's probably not going to apply to you. Um, so but, you have until the 28th. Yeah. Um, so just all you have to do is just email us as we always do. Just different topics, comments, anything that you want. Um, I don't, I don't want to politicize this. I don't want to make this uh, too of a... Uh, too much of a, um, I don't know how to say this. I just, I, because it's so serious. Like I just want to give them out to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so just email us podcast at the alternative daily.com and, um, subject line water filter. Well, yeah. Whatever you want it to be. Just podcast. Um, okay. and, uh, That's we, easy enough. and we'll pick five people to send them and to. And just a little side note, the Berkey water filter is pretty amazing. It's good. I it's, mean, it's seriously nice. It, it like, it's not like a it's Brita. A, it's it's a, freaking it's a, amazing. It's a, it's a stainless steel, um, it will have to sit on your countertop, so just keep sit that in on mind. Your countertop but it, they're or expensive. Pantry. They're expensive. They're high quality. They are amazing. And it does. And I was just being sure about this, and I was reading this from from the site that it actually removes ninety nine point nine percent lead that's in water. Um, and then if you are if you are sensitive and if you do not like fluoride, um, you can also get the fluoride filters for it as well. Um, so that's why I just it literally removes everything that I would like it to remove, and I don't have like I can trust that as opposed to trust you know the guys over there at the water plant putting stuff in there. So, Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we'll get really away nice. Cool. Uh, and then we'll also look to see if there's anything we can do uh, for the people with Flint. And we'll, and we'll get back to you guys we'll on that you, next keep week. You guys updated on that. So. And not to go from a really, really heavy subject to a very, very, I don't know what you want to call it, pumped up subject, light <laughs> subject. Um, but if you're under the age of 18 right now, just do not listen to this. Um, I want to start with you texting me yesterday. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just, just start it out. <laughs> so I was, I, was, I was doing my, as, <laughs> running a publishing business. You have to always be you know, on the lookout for news stories and everything that's out there. So I'm looking at a bunch of stories, looking at some videos, and I'm watching a video. And then I look... <clears throat> A, a suggested video and it's on YouTube and I'm thinking so this was a suggested video was a su- what the well, hell are you I'm doing not, su- not suggested I would say related video okay All right. I don't know I don't know how it popped <laughs> up right um, and <laughs> that's what I love all said, these right? things <laughs> you know I swear I, I wasn't watching that but I was watching it and so I do you want to take it from here or do you want me to take it so I got a text message I was on a shoot yesterday and I got a text message from Jake and it goes <laughs> okay I don't know how to approach this, but going to give you a full disclaimer. And my favorite thing about this is, you know, when you have an iPhone and you see the dot, dot, dot that somebody's typing. Yeah. So I'm waiting for you to keep <laughs> typing. So I'm like thinking to myself, all right. And you wrote, I want to talk about this on the podcast. And then I dot, dot, dot. I'm about to send you a video of a man using a penis pump. <laughs> I had no clue these things were for real. And of course I wrote back and I wrote, okay, I can't believe my boss is sending me porn. It was not porn. It was not, it was not porn. porn. But the funny thing is, I'm the same as you. I thought that the penis pump was just a funny thing that was in the Austin Powers movie. No. Because remember in the Austin Powers movie, when he comes back from being frozen, they like give him his outfit and the whole thing. And then the guy's like, and one penis pump. I don't remember that. And he's like, oh, baby, that's not mine. Okay. Well, that's what happens in Austin okay. Powers. <laughs> So is, is, there, is that the end of the conversation or... And you wrote, you don't have to watch it. Okay. You, you don't have to this watch it. Being, you don't have to talk about concerned. it. Yeah, you were really concerned. But I was like, it's fine. I'll watch it. Well, I was telling Gina about it and she was like, it doesn't matter what you said. If she really had a problem with it, she, she could sue you. And I was like, <laughs> I just, I was just trying to like, I wanted to give her an out real quick just to make sure it was cool. So yeah, so this came up. It was just like a, a related or suggested video and it was 
uh, it was this gentleman. I don't even know his name. So it's a guy that basically on YouTube and a lot of different websites, people will review products or people will try things. I mean, you could do a YouTube video about your Berkey water filter. So it's yes. a very like process driven video of a young guy. Australian, I think. A, yeah. He's got an accent. He's, he's cute. He's, cu- and he's pretty chiseled. cute. He's got very good, chiseled. Yeah. Covered in tattoos. Covered in tattoos. Um, using a penis pump and the interesting thing is he like is documenting it week by week because the video that you sent me was week two you know it's and he and there is nothing sexual about this nothing thing at all at all and the funny thing is the guy is so process driven in the video that he's like he obviously is not very good in front of the camera but he was like you see him in the what video what do you mean by that because <laughs> you see him in the video sort of get worked up remember when he's yeah. like not saying the right thing yeah. and he's like keeps cutting and editing the video this, I mean he was he was not trying to do anything sexual at all Nothing. he was literally giving his review and he, I guess he's trying this out for like how many weeks it was I don't know mm-hmm. how many it was and but the funny thing a couple he, of months and he's holding it up I'm like okay that's like there's no way in hell YouTube is going to let him show his penis. Oh There's, no. And so he has it and he's like, he's in the bathroom. And so he drops his pants. And of course he has his underwear. on. I'm like, yep. There's going to be like a blurb over it. There's going to be a big smiley face. Oh and no. Ba- takes off his, you know, takes off his little undies. And then sure enough, he's, there he is. Full wiener. Full wiener, mm-hmm. uncircumcised, full wiener yep. right there. He takes the ruler out basically and in this video. Himself. Basically in this video. And this is, and again, this is not like, it's science. It's not scientific, but it's so process driven. I mean, he could be reviewing a pair of sneakers. I was like, so that's shocked. He was it, it, like there was nothing. Like I was, I was shocked. The reason <laughs> I was shocked is because how, like how formal he was, and how like non, mm-hmm. non shocking he was. He yeah. was just like, you know, here's what it is. Here's. I think he said it was like a ten centimeters. It was like ten point three, and it went up to no. It was well, ten point we'll six. Get to that in a oh. second. We'll get to that in a second. And then he measures the girth of it. Yep. And it's he is not even trying to make it any bigger nope. than it is or anything like that. And he's just sitting there, and he says, and then now you have to do it in the bathtub. So he starts a bath. <laughs> he like draws it's himself like he a draws, bath. You know what's so funny? Okay, so coming from my point of view. All I could think about was, this is terrible. I can't believe I'm saying this. The first thing I thought was, wow, he shaves his whole body. That's a lot of work. And the second thing I thought was, wow, that's a really nice bathroom. It's a really nice bathtub. And then we get, so so he steps in and and he has this, and the, the penis pump is massive. It's big. It's, it's so, big. So basically, the first week he's talking. I we didn't. I didn't watch week one, but he's basically talking about how in week one he just used the penis pump regularly, and that in the second week he wanted to try it in a bathtub in a warm bath. So he's literally drawing himself a bath. I don't know like how they did it. Right. And again, if you're not interested in this conversation at all, you know, we gave you full disclosure. You can you know, skip <laughs> ahead or whatever. But you know, you fill it up with water and then you put your penis in it. And you literally pump it like up and down. And uh-huh. There's nothing sexual about it. No, nope. nothing, sexual nothing at all. all. Nothing at and, all. But it's funny. I don't know if you looked at him while he was doing this. He was kind of like grabbing his head. I don't know if it hurts. I was wondering. Well, I don't know because I don't sure. know. But he was saying, yeah, because, well, he was basically saying that it's you have to do it three times for five minutes, taking a break after every five minutes. So I would imagine it's kind of uncomfortable. I just pulling on his penis. And so it was really interesting. Uh, but he was definitely holding his head like mm-hmm. this. He was yeah, he wasn't like enjoying. It didn't look like he was like in no, pleasure no, no, there or was anything. No, this whole this whole video, there was no pleasure in it whatsoever. I just kept thinking, this guy has got his penis all over YouTube, so he clearly is not a professional. Yeah, Does he not work? Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, he, he's definitely he's not an accountant. No. Over at, you know, <laughs> you know, Smith and Sons, uh, but. He and at the end of the video, he shows he comes back out and he remeasures and it. He remeasures it, and, and it did 
grow. Stretch? So the I don't interesting thing. Okay, so the interesting thing is I I remember because this is what I thought was interesting about it. It only grew a little bit in length. It grew about like 0.3 centimeters in sure. length, but it grew over a centimeter in, in girth. girth. Well, I think. I think it's just swollen at that point. So that's what I was thinking too. Like if you take my finger and you start pulling it and rubbing yeah, it, and right, it, it's right. going to maybe like inflame a little that's bit. That's what I was is thinking. It, so so how long does that last for? But again, we only watched week two, right? No. So maybe after week eight or whatever, he, I don't know. He was basically saying, because he was responding at the end of the video, because I watched the entire video. At the end of the video, he was responding. He was answering some questions that he received on the comments. And the, the comment section of the YouTube thing are even racier than the video, by yeah. the way. So as you can imagine, he was saying that somebody had commented to him, oh, can I just use this one time and be done with it? And he was equating it to the fact that like when you work out, you can't just like do bicep curls one day and be done with yeah. it. You have to actually keep it up. So he's, I, he's determined. I mean, he's, he's disciplined determined. in his, his pumping. I don't know the centimeter. What cent? I was. I want. I meant to like do centimeters to inches, and if his penis is big or not. But I found an interesting um, fact from Reuters. This was an article that was posted um, in January of 2014, so two years ago. Here's an interesting fact: penis pumps cost the U.S. government's Medicare program hundred and seventy-two million dollars between 2006 and 2011, which is twice as much as the consumer would have paid at the retail level. Wait a second. In five years, from 2006 to 2011, Medicare <laughs> paid out $172 million for penis pumps. Okay, so there's two different types of penis, penis pumps, by the way. Mm-hmm. I've learned this. Okay. <laughs> there is the penis pump that... Helps with erectile dysfunction. Yes. That's mm-hmm. where they actually insert something into you and you literally like press your leg that just in, inflates it. Wow. Oh, wow. Yes. And, and then this, which is just like superficial, I Yeah. Guess? So I think that, I think that's probably relating to erectile dysfunction. Oof. Uh, anyways, but it's funny because I was watching this and I was like, this actually falls in line because we, we're alternative daily. We talk about alternative health uh, and then, you know, there's definitely things, whether it's, you know, eating watermelon rind to help, you know. Um, with erectile dysfunction, et cetera. But this person, he's not using any type of drugs to increase the size of his no, penis. No, and that's what he's saying in it is he doesn't want to use any drugs. Uh, but I did a quick calculation. 10.9 centimeters um, is 4.291339 inches. Okay, so he wants a little bit of a bigger penis. You say it. Uh, he obviously Don't did. Don't they say it's not the size of the wave, but the motion of the ocean? Hey, I, I have no clue. Um, <laughs> but I just, I, my big my big takeaway was I, I was like an old lady. I was like, how are they? How can they yeah, show these that on YouTube? Was, that was your biggest thing was I couldn't believe either. On that. YouTube, like I'm so afraid, like we were doing our videos before of you saying like even a bad word or damn and stuff like you that. You know, that's true. We really were so careful when I was filming the alternative daily videos for yeah, the YouTube and if we channel. Talk, if we talk about like how you know, eating watermelon rind could help, you know, maybe possibly that's increase so the size funny. of your manhood. We could have been so racy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, I just could not believe. There wasn't, any, you know, do you know what else I noticed? There wasn't even a disclaimer that None. said if you're under 18, you well, can't watch it. Well, here's what I think it is, too, is I think that you were probably logged in. Yeah, If that's you're not true. logged that's in, true. it does ask you to log in. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But to sign up for an 18 plus Gmail account is, um, you know. Very easy. A 15 year old sure. can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, uh, I was just, I just could not believe that that was on YouTube. 
And apparently I was reading some of the comments too, not all of them. Mm-hmm. And because somebody said the same thing, like, how can you have this on YouTube? Another person was like, you know, there's a lot of worse things on the internet. And I said, no, but why is this on YouTube? And they said, well, keep looking around YouTube and you can find a lot more things. And yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm done. This yeah, is, I don't want to look anymore. This is as far as I want to go today. I just, it's... I good, just, good for, I mean, yeah, good for, uh, look, if you want to make a change to yourself, whether it's cosmetic or you're doing something like that, everybody has I, their own choice. You got to be careful. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, is what like, if you pop how, a blood vessel? What if you... Yeah, can't you like really damage yourself? And to me, it seems like it's probably only temporary. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to check because it seemed like you know what we should, we, we we should see, watch like the final video. Well, what we need to do get a, we should we should call him <laughs> and have him call into the show, and we can actually ask him all of these questions. <laughs> he would do it. I'm sure he would do it. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't think we do. Uh, I would say we didn't have to do a video chat, but I mean, we've already seen it, right? So there's no secrets anymore. There's no secrets. Um, but you know, he's do- so I don't. I, I'm not saying I neither agree or disagree with pumping the penis to get it bigger because <laughs> I'm sure you could probably hurt yourself. Yeah, to me, it just seemed, as somebody that does not have a penis, I can only imagine that it does not look very comfortable. I, would, I wouldn't want to like do it with that. my nose. Like, if my nose is already big enough, but like, just like <laughs> another type of thing, like, I would not want to pull it hard. No, it just didn't look very um, comfortable. But he, 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 he seemed happy and he was extremely comfortable doing it. And yeah, he, I couldn't believe that he was. So, my like, big takeaway is not so much of the penis pump, although I was like, oh, that's how you use it. Uh, but it was basically, you can see that on YouTube. You can see anything on YouTube. But just how cool as a cucumber he was about doing it. He was and, very and cool. Not being like uh, any Shy. type of erotic or anything like that. He's like, this is how you do it. The funniest thing, again, that I thought the takeaway from the video that I thought was the funniest was the fact that he was really very hard on himself. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, it was really weird. He was really hard on himself about the fact that he wasn't speaking if well to said, the camera. If he said something wrong He was like camera. getting upset. He kept saying, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just not, you know, I'm not with it today. Or Maybe it was the fact that he's about to reveal his well, penis. Well, he said, he goes, I, one of my favorite comments that he makes is, I think the, the bigger my dick is getting, the smaller my brain is getting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Megan. Apparently, but it, <laughs> I mean, that... We're getting you racy today. You could say today. it on YouTube, I guess, so why not? We're getting racy today. Um, all right, so if you if you were not listening to us and because you, you didn't want to hear anything about that, you could turn us back on. I don't know how you would figure that I out guess right you could now. Pass forward. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, want to talk? This is actually a pretty cool um, thing that Megan was talking mm-hmm. about regarding you know taking breaks during the day. So obviously, most of us or. I have before, and I know Jake has as well. We've all worked in offices or currently work in offices. And we've talked not just on our website on the alternativedaily.com, but we've posted videos about it. And there's articles from all different sorts of news outlets about the fact that it's really, really important to give yourself a break during the workday. I mean, of course, there are some people that, you know, some days you have to eat lunch at your desk. Some days you really can't step away because things are so busy. But stressing the importance of as often as possible or, you know, once a day, as many times as you can, taking a break from work, at least for a 15, 20, 30 minute break. And we've talked about this on the alternative daily, like trying to set an alarm on your phone to take a walk or stand up, you know, every five, 10 minutes, just to give yourself a little bit of a break. And I know because I have worked in an office before and many of you listening probably work in offices. After a while, if you've just been sitting there in front of your computer, in front of your phone, in front of your tablet, you just aren't that productive anymore. Like I know that after a while, when I when I used to have an office job many moons ago, my eyes would really start to get tired. My eyes would hurt. And if I had to type something or at one point I had a job when I was in between TV jobs where I was working um, as a marketing coordinator and I was doing sales proposals and creating PowerPoints and it was a terrible job. 
I, after a while, like I just could not think of anything to say. Like I was yeah. just like, damn, you know, I've been sitting in front of my desk for eight hours. I cannot do this anymore. So there was a really cool article online that a gentleman, or excuse me, a lady wrote. Her name is Jenny. She wrote this on the Huffington Post. And her article was called, I stopped working for a half hour every day and got more done. And she basically says that it's very typical for her to sit 10 hours straight in front of her computer, stepping only away to either use the bathroom or to make a cup of tea every few hours. She hardly goes outside. She only gets weather updates from her colleagues returning from lunch. And that she... What did she do? Did it say? No, she... I mean, she's writing articles, so I would imagine that she's probably... Oh, excuse me. She's the associate business editor for the Huffington Post. So she's sitting at her desk all day. Okay. So she was, she, you know, she goes into the health benefits of, you know, taking a step away from your desk, how bad sitting is. You know, there was a long time ago, I remember seeing like a, a poster or something about it was like sitting is the new smoking. Yeah. You know, because it says sitting all day isn't good. It increases your risk of heart attack or stroke, you know, things that even regular exercise can't do. And worse, you know, when you sit all day, you tend to slouch, you lose energy and productivity. So she said that for 10 days, what she was going to do was force herself to get up and leave the office for 30 minutes. Now, most of us, even whether we choose to do this or not, legally even, you have to get a 30-minute break oh, during the day. You have to be it, able to if, do If it. you work eight hours, you have to have an hour. An hour, right. Yeah. And so we should do a lawsuit against Ariana Huffington. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I mean, you know, Colin, you know, my boyfriend, he works at a, a big real estate investment trust company, an international company. He's a, a senior analyst, and there are days where he'll text me and you know say, I, "I can't come home for lunch today. I've had to order food to my desk." And Ugh. and you know, and I've had those jobs before where you literally feel like you cannot get away, otherwise you're going to be sitting at your desk until you know nine, ten o'clock at night. So she basically says she says that the very first day she did it. She was so stressed. She left. She could not stop checking her phone that she really only left the office for 20 minutes. And the entire time she was checking her phone, refreshing her email. By day two, she was like, you know what? I'm going to go back out there. I'm going to force myself to stay out for a half hour and I'm going to do something non-work related. So I, you know, she says she like picked up some food and walked around and she actually went to that cool bookstore. I don't know if you've ever seen it in New York City called The Strand. It's like a really famous, very cool old bookstore and it's huge. So she was like browsing around this amazing bookstore. She said it was a little bit easier. Day three, she goes to Central Park. Now, of course, she has the luxury of being able to live in a city where she walks right outside, you know, the office. I wouldn't of, call that a luxury. I think, yeah, well, yeah, we wouldn't look at it a luxury of living in New York City, but some people would. So on day three, she goes to Central Park. Long story short, every day she forces herself to get out of the office. She sits in the park. She walks around. She goes to Union Square. She, you know, people watches. She tries food from different restaurants, but she's always giving herself 30 minutes. And every day she's forcing herself more and more to not check her phone. Because again, part of this is not just getting away from your desk, but trying to get away from work. Right. And we're all guilty of this. I mean, you you say, okay, I'm going to go take a break, but then you're refreshing your email. You're checking your text messages. You're seeing what work I'm you have to do. I'm pretty good at taking a break. Yes, you're, <laughs> you need to be better about checking your text messages. <laughs> <laughs> so every day she does it and it gets a little bit easier. And then the key takeaways were the fact that even just after a 30-minute break of leaving the office and coming back, she actually did truly feel refreshed and she was able to work not only more productively but faster and more efficiently through the end of the day that she was even with this 30-minute break being able to leave work at a reasonable hour, something that when she was working even longer, she wasn't able to do. 
I so think it was she's almost crazy. like she recharged herself. <laughs> I think she's crazy. Well, you think she's crazy because she lives in New York. <laughs> well, no, no. well, here's the thing: is like, so she's working ten hour days, mm-hmm. and she's only taking a thirty minute break. Yes, of course. But some people, but some people feel like that's all they can do. No, you can't. You you can you. Here's a, then she should pick up smoking. Because this is what mm. I tell all my friends. You know, it's if true, you look you at can, the smokers, the they're smokers, always taking breaks. Go out yep. there. And so when I used to work at the cube, when I used to work in the cubicle, um, you know, I'd always go out. There. I didn't smoke, but I always go out there with the smokers because they were taking breaks. Let me go out there and you know and chat with them, kind of like refresh my head. She needs to be taking more than thirty minutes. Absolutely, well, of course. But for and her, I guess maybe you know, as you know, maybe she's a workaholic. She clearly is. She felt like at least with thirty minutes, she was able to completely turn her time around. And going back to the smoking thing, when I was young like not I mean before this I had a professional career when I was in high school and college I always worked in restaurants yeah and I was always a hostess and later I was a server and I never smoked cigarettes but I was always thinking how unfair it was that waiters could pop out for five ten minutes and have a cigarette break but you can't just go get a five ten minute you know, fresh air break yes you can well you can but at, when I was 17 18 years right, old, right. You know, no this, this actually this this infuriates me a little bit because <laughs> because it's the Huffington Post <laughs> the Huffington Post yeah what is uh, you know tell me what um, you know Kim Kardashian has to say about that oh no. yeah anyways the um I, I just think it's, it's very pretentious too. It's saying kind of like saying, "Hey, look at me! I work for the Huffington Post, and uh, you know, it, I work all the time, and I will live in New York City, and um, you know, now I'm taking 30 minute breaks." You know, it, th- there's people, there's real life people that are are working a lot harder, and you know, it could be taking even more that are taking more mm-hmm. breaks, doing whatever. But taking 30 minutes is is not enough. I mean, no, I don't think so either, especially in a 10 hour workday. And you know, I don't. Is she taking? Is it? 30 minutes plus lunch or is it just 30 minutes she doesn't specify she just says she's actively leaving the office well, for 30 minutes the funny thing is this is kind of an argument that my wife and i have so we both work from home mm-hmm. and so my wife is very similar well she, she will just literally sit at her desk all, all day, day. Yeah. all day and i'm like you have to come out here and eat you have to come out here and eat. well i can't because you know i'm gonna be late picking up the baby blah 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 so you know you have to and what she started doing was um we haven't done this every day but we do this a couple times a week now we'll stop in the middle of the day like around lunchtime like gr- grab just a quick lunch but then we'll go for like a two mile walk that's nice and so it's actually and so then we get to catch up on things it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really good and i'm not saying that's what you have to do and i'm not saying what i'm doing is the best whatever but for her she, 30 minutes is not enough no of course not for and, most people it's not enough and, and you got to do more than that and it's I, I don't know the whole story, but um, <laughs> I, 30 minutes is not enough. And the other thing that infuriates me is people say that you know, people who smoke have it. Um, I'm not saying that I'm mad at you for this, but um, that people say you know, it's not fair they get to take smoke. Well, when I like, was living in a cubicle, I would just go out there and just like, I'm just going to get a breath of fresh air. And so you, you got to do that more often. And if you set aside just like 30 minutes where you say, I'm going to work, 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 and then set aside 30 minutes, it's not enough. It's not enough for your brain. No, not at all. You need more time. This is the type of person, because this is my opinion, right? So this is, the, this is, this is, <laughs> this is your stand. podcast. This is you the can rant. say whatever you opinion. want. <laughs> but I guarantee you that type of person is waking up, checking your email as soon as she gets up, you know, just let me hurry up and woof some stuff down mm-hmm. and then go to the office and work, 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 work. And then, and then I'm going to take my 30 minute break and then I'm going to write a blog about it. And <laughs> you know, that's, that's not real life, you know? And so I just have an issue with that. It's, you know, just because she's taking 30 minutes in the middle of the day, there's other things she needs to be doing in her life, which mm-hmm. is waking up. You should let your body, you know, come, come to, you know, full consciousness. You don't need to be 
as soon as you wake up checking your checking email your, and your email, facebook checking your phone, phone mm-hmm. checking your facebook you know i really don't care what the girl named jill from high school did this morning <laughs> uh so you know let your body come to you know get up a little bit and i'm not saying you just like if you have to check email regardless of you know your job go do it but don't check it from bed right mm-hmm. get up get some water you know that's your time you know your job does not have to make you be a slave to your bed too um and then just take more than 30 minutes. What's it, What's this um, young lady's name? Jenny. Jenny. You need to take more than 30 minutes a day. You need two 30-minute breaks. You need like eight of them during <laughs> the day. You need... To, I don't know if she's if, if she's got a family or what, but it sounds like it sounds like her job is her life right now. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's going to cause some issues later on sure. in life. Um, so I'll step I back I think it's down. just important to have a balance and sometimes 30 minutes is not a balance, but also, no, of course not. But also, and this is something cause I have been at a job before where I felt like, Oh my God, I have so much to do. I have to eat at my desk. I can't right. leave. I was leaving to go pick up food and totally stressing out. And like, right. I was probably better off just sitting there the entire right. time. What's the, you're not going to get fired if, I mean, if you're taking two, three hour boozy lunches every day, that's a problem. (laughs) But, you know, you legally, people need to remember this. And this is what I say to Colin, because, you know, Colin has, you know, especially because this time of year that, you know, the first six weeks of every year are very busy with, you know, having to do reports from the year before. I remind him, like, you legally have to have this time. You can, you, you cannot feel like or you should not feel like you cannot even eat yes. or you cannot even go downstairs yes. and take a break for a few minutes because your work suffers yeah. it does suffer because then you're not even working at your full productivity and i think the point of the article that the lady was trying to make was sorry the to beat you up about it no but that's okay I didn't I, write it's it. the alternative opinion yeah no that's okay i don't i don't work <laughs> i barely work <laughs> she but the point she was making was the the fact that just even taking for her what she feels is her hard line of 30 minutes to just sit outside and people watch to walk around the block to do whatever it is that she wants to do she was able to almost reset a bit and then come back in no, yes and it's better than not it's better than nothing it's better than nothing better than nothing but she also needs to realize that you know she doesn't and i know that probably working for the huffington post is the best thing ever and it's great resume builder and you meet a lot of people but what you don't want happening is waking up at 70 years old and be like wow what just happened i just um you know i worked my entire life and now i can relax you don't want that right and this is the only time right now um, not to get philosophical, but there's only time right now that you have. And so if you just, if you're saying 30 <laughs> minutes, I'm sorry, I'm fired up. If you're saying 30 minutes is what you need, you need a little bit more mm-hmm. than that because it's not like even doctors, doctors take, you know, th- these, these are people that have like 12, you know, longer, 13 hour, 13 shifts, hour yeah. shifts. They take breathers, you know, they, they go outside and get a breath and, you know, they walk around, they talk to people. What I love is, um, and working at, being I'm, at the Huffington Post editor is not life or death, by the way. What I, what I love is um, at my gym, they have um, most days they offer like a class at noon, like a yoga class or a strength training class. Yeah. And sometimes when I take that class, I love seeing that there are so many people that are yeah. on their lunch break awesome. taking a yoga class or taking That's that awesome. workout class. Yeah, it's, it's amazing because it's, it's great. When I worked at that one office job that I'm talking about that I did not love – there were many, many days, especially when the weather was nice, that all of us assistants would get up and go take a walk for like 40, because we lived, yeah. it was in a nice area, a neighborhood. The office was, we would walk around the block, we would take an hour lunch, and it was really, really nice. But then there were those days, I mean, there's always going to be some days where you cannot leave the office, yeah. or you feel like you can't, right? Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, people have I mean, very happens, different but jobs. Can't, but you can't have that every single day. No, like, you're going to no. burn yourself out. Absolutely. It's be it sounds like this young woman, who's probably only in her early 30s to mid-30s, is 
getting burned out. And I mean, if the retire, if you're not able to retire until you're like, what, 68 years old, oh 65 years old. I know. I, I, oh my God. I know. I just started saving. <laughs> this is terrible to say. I just started saving, um, for 2015, like for retirement. And I have this app where it like shows you how many years until retirement. Oh my God. So I'm at like 40 years now. <laughs> so like I can't get burned out. <laughs> You know, just enjoy those 40 years right now. Just uh, Oh, I, hello. It, it's very hard to kind I'm of... I'm sitting by the pool right now on a Thursday. <laughs> it's very hard. It's very, <laughs> it's very hard to kind of look and be like, oh, shit, I have 40 years left, whatever. But you know what? I'm just really big on just making the most mm-hmm. of your day and, you know, and being surrounded by family and friends, even if it means their family is going to come around for three weeks during Christmas time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the Carney family should really come around more often. Oh, yeah, they do. And it's, it's good. And as, as I was telling Gina, it was like, it's, I like it. I, I, in the grand scheme of things, I like it. I'm a, I'm a big family guy. Mm-hmm. I have you know, family and friends around. I, I, I like that. And it's, it's very, I can see it because for, for me, I can get lost in work and just really push everything aside. And I can do that. Like, like this, this Jenny person, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to join her for a second. You know, I can definitely see like where I'd get up and, you know, check my email and just work for the rest of the day and build all these big things and do all these different things and, and, you know, shut it down at eight, say goodnight to my daughter and then do it again. I have that like in me, like I have that, Mm -hmm. you know, that beast in me and I have to, I literally have to tame it every day. Yeah. It's it's not easy. I mean, it's, it's really not easy. I'm guilty of refreshing my phone or my email very often. And I've definitely looked at my phone or, you know, been working on projects until late at night or super early in the morning the next day. And, even after a few days or a day of it, you really feel it. Yeah. And it's important to try and take that time. So yes, if all you can do is 30 minutes, then it's better than doing zero minutes, but or just find keep, another job. Yeah, But just keep in mind that if you work eight hours, you are legally allowed a one hour break. Oh yeah. And I think it's actually not to get into the HR. I think it's like, I think it's one lunch hour for an hour and then like two 15 minute breaks, I think is what it is. Like technically the legal mm-hmm. thing. So um, so yeah. just remind your boss Jenny, that you heard it on a podcast. Yeah, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Get some more. And I, I hope people don't co- find me coming off as being an asshole. But an I'm elitist? Try- <laughs> I'm, no, I'm trying to tell people to take more time for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this would be a great way to take time. Listen to a podcast. Yeah. So if you want more of us, you can listen to our podcast on soundcloud.com, thealternativedaily.com, and we are on iTunes. Remember, if you want to win one of five Berkey water filters, email us podcast at thealternativedaily.com. You have from today, which is the 21st of January until the 28th of January to apply for that. If you want more Alternative Daily, not only are we located at thealternativedaily.com, but we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Yeah. Uh, and as you guys come and visit the Alternative... I can't... I really wish I could talk and play the guitar at the same time. You can't? No. You're getting there. I am. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I want to work on singing and playing, but I, and I'm a terrible <laughs> singer. Um, anyways, yes. Uh, thank you, Megan. I <laughs> forgot Thanks, where I was Dave. going there. And... Um, yeah, and then, you know, keep coming back to thealternativedaily.com. Um, also, if you want to try our coffee, thealternativedaily.com slash coffee. Um, I love that coffee. It's such, it's such good coffee. We had it today for today's, today's sponsor was it. Lucy's Brew Coffee. Yay. Um, and then, you know, just keep coming back to thealternativedaily.com. We actually have some, um, in addition to health articles, we have some news Great and news articles, and yeah. Everything. So um, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week. And we'll be back next God week. God willing. <laughs> Promise. Uh, I shouldn't have said that. Take care, guys. <laughs>